We are I. Good morning, everybody. It's been like, what, 10 days or so since I've aired one of these? Um, nice little break, nice little vacation, nice holiday. It's always good to have a little bit of a break in the routine and you know, kind of recharge different parts of our mind and our body, which is something that's been kind of burning on my mind this morning because it happened to me yesterday. But um, the backcountry, you know, obviously, this is a place where I go lots and have a lot of a lot of time to think, you know, and yesterday when I was climbing Coliseum Mountain in Lynn Valley, you know, I was kind of cruising along this, this traverse, you know, just, you know, maybe 50 meters of elevation gain. It's about six kilometers, you know, like nothing crazy. You know, first couple kilometers were just a real manicured path and it slowly got a little bit more like rocky and, you know, tree rooty, hostile, you know, but still nothing really bad. Um, but it just gave me almost that time to appreciate what's around me. You know, it gives you that time to be able to look into the trees and see what you can find. And just so happens that in this area, like a lot of parts of BC, there's a lot of relics from a couple hundred years ago when they logged all the old growth forest out here. And like there's old, you know, like tires from these machines from a couple hundred years ago. There's all these actual like machines and, you know, tools they used. And like, you can see it there, like there's a lot of history and, you know, granted this history is not highlighting some of our best moments here in BC, but you know, like it's still, it makes you feel like you're connected, you know, with this land, like there was something, you know, in the past besides just you, besides just the people that you know, like this is a direct representation of that this, there was people here before us. There's people doing things here hundreds of years ago. You know, and it made me realize that I wish that I connected a little bit more with indigenous culture, especially like in BC and Alberta, like the two places that I've been from, because like all of these things, all these First Nations and indigenous representations, like totem poles and, you know, carvings, like they're representations of things, of people from thousands of years. But my mind just doesn't perceive it the same way. And I don't know whether it's because it's a different culture or they look too new. Like I've thought about this before. Like when I see a totem pole, it looks really nice. Like it looks like it, it was just there. But when I see, you know, like an old, you know, tree cart that has trees growing around it that look like a hundred years old, it's all rusted out. It's beat up. It's half grown into the ground. Like it looks like it's been there for a long time. Like it has literal roots and history, you know. But when I, I my mind, I, I just don't know why it's not the same. Like I want to be able to appreciate it the same way, you know. But then when I start like ascending and I get to the the point where I have to, or the junction where I have to turn right, I have to turn east and start going up this mountain. And it was just grueling, like it was sheer death, like probably one of the hardest descents that I have ever done, 
like in the backcountry, just absolutely grueling. And I remember getting about a kilometer into it and thinking like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is insane. This is insanity. Then I had to sit there and I had to keep coaching myself through that, you know, like Blake, like, like you didn't come here to traverse six kilometers. You didn't come here to just walk along a, you know, like a well-worn path. Like you came to be able to test yourself. You became here to be able to test your mind and your body. Like this is why you're here. This is the reason why you always have a 30 pound pack on. So you can make that a little bit harder so that your body and your mind are that much more conditioned in the time of need. Because right now in this moment, there's no need for me to be able to climb this mountain except for a want. There's no need for me to be able to carry that pack except for that I want to. There's no need to starve myself of another drink of water. I want to. I want to add that adversity. I want to add that complexity to it. Like that's just the tests that I want to put myself to because in the times when I don't have the option of wanting that, when it's thrust upon me, I need to be able to call on these resources and these tools to forge me through that moment. So I want those tools to be sharp. I want them to be on point. I want them to be anxiety ready. Just put me in the game, coach. That's what I want. Get about a kilometer and a half up this hill, this mountain, and I see these trees, these old growth cedar trees that it would take five of me, six of me with my arms stretched out to fully encompass this tree, this tree stalk, this cut down tree. And I start to think in my mind, I'm like, some of that is even rotted away. How big was this tree before? Then it struck me. I'm like, these guys used to climb up here be able to work they would make this climb and then they would hand saw like one of those ones where there's a guy on each side and pushing and pulling and pushing and pulling and pushing to be able to saw through these trees they would carry those saws up then they'd have to hook up these trees and drag them down these mountains they'd actually have to service this tree this things that arguably just weighed tens of thousands of pounds and sitting there thinking, I'm like, like, these are men. Like, these are people with tools that are sharpened. Like, no, there was no real want to do that. It was strictly out of need. They needed a job. They needed to provide. They needed money. And this is the absolute hostile conditions that they subjected themselves to. Like, they're horrendous. Like, these conditions must have been just absolutely brutal. Either hot in the summertime rainy, cold, and like I said, like the incline, the elevation, like the pitch of these slopes, brutal, absolutely brutal. And I'm sitting here complaining in my mind because I chose to drive out there. I chose to get up at 4.30 in the morning. I chose to be at the gates by 6. I chose to be able to do all this. And I have all this representation around me from 200 years ago of people who just did people who just forged, people who just seen an opportunity. And no matter what that opportunity looked like, they took it because there wasn't any other opportunity. And 
even if they did complain about it, they still showed up every day and it was probably seven days a week because we know that's how work was before. There was no nine to five. There was no five days a week. There was no week off. There was no vacation days, vacation time. There's none of that. It was get your ass on the slope, on the mountain and work. And a lot of people died. A lot of people died. I feel that when I'm in the back country that all the people that died doing a job because they had to do that job. They had to. They had no choice. Walking in along this traverse, you know, I'm about four kilometers in and all of a sudden these guys, I can hear them coming. And I'm like, there's no way these guys are walking. No way. And I can hear them chit-chatting and I look back over my shoulder and I see their trail running and I'm like, hmm, I'm like, maybe I'll join in with these guys. I'm like, yeah, nah. I'm like, I didn't come here to run. I just came here to be able to just plot my course, be able to clear my mind, be able to spend my time and appreciate my time and marinate in this environment. I don't want it over and done with faster. Say so cruise past me. We do our pleasantries in the backcountry and pass me around, you know, maybe four and a quarter kilometer in. And we're going. I can't remember. They're gone. They're in the distance now. Now they faded off and I can't see them at all. I can't hear them, can't nothing. It's like they didn't even exist. They're ghosts in the darkness now. So I get up a little bit further. I get about six kilometers in and I know that this is the junction in my mind. But I'm so in tune with my environment, thinking about all these things. I keep on walking into this beautiful suspension bridge. I'm like, how lucky are we to be able to have this like incredibly durable, hardy, metal, well-built suspension bridge, 6.2 kilometers into the backcountry. Beautiful. I'd rather cross the river myself, easily could, but I just love that it's there. So I cross it, I'm going out, and I see the sign for two hikes that I'm clearly not going on. Then I remember back at that six kilometer mark, I read the sign that said Mount Coliseum this way. But my mind just wasn't there. I was I was thinking about these guys. I was thinking about all this history. I just walked right past it. Then turning around and recorrecting course and going up and just filling my mind with all of these thoughts of these men, these hardy men, and knowing my mind is just looking for an excuse to be able to stop and take a break. My legs are tired. My legs are heavy. My throat is burning. I'm thirsty. Just take a drink. Have a drink. You brought two water bottles just for this. It would taste so good. No, 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 no. Don't play those games with me in my mind. Don't do it. I want to be like one of those men that could climb up here for work every day. 8, 10, 12 hours sawing down these trees by hand and then they would walk back out of here. Or even if they got a ride on one of those machinery, they did this every day. They climbed these mountains every day. Those are men. I will keep on going. I'll keep on pushing. Three kilometers up this ascent. That's 10 kilometers see these guys I hear them I'm like what happened to these guys there's no way there's no way that I caught up to these guys when they were two come we had two kilometers to go and I made this little faux pas and these guys were running and presumably they got great endurance and legs to be able to get this ascent that course that I plotted was thick it was rich it was intense 
I pushed that tempo. I caught up to them. I got them just pushing through and powering through and walking at that strong pace. One of these guys looks back at me and he's just like, wow, he's like, good job. He's like, I will gladly move over. It looks like you got a good pace on. I was like, thank you. Within mere minutes, these guys were no longer. Now I was that person that was out in front of They couldn't see me. I was lost in the distance. I was the ghost in the darkness. And I was gone. Pushing that tempo, using those men, thinking about those men in my mind and wanting to be able to be a part of that, wanting to be able to have that kind of fortitude, plotted my course and pushed me through and got me there. It was rich. It was thick. I love connecting with those environments. I love connecting with those men. I love tapping into those spirits that are left on that mountain of those men that could forge that kind of ground daily. I love that. It's thick. It's rich. It's all I can think about in my mind. It's just the thickest, richest cream that you can drink, that you can taste. That's what I love. I've been doing all these hikes lately because on all trails, it gives you a length and time. It's like this one, for example, was almost 11 hours of allotted time. So in my mind, I went into this thinking, you have five and a half hours. You get 50% of the time. You have a maximum allowance of time of 50% of the time. With any breaks you have, it's a running clock. You take a break, that goes towards that total. You have 50% of that allotted time to be able to get this done. Are you going to do it? It's in my mind. It's constantly in the back. It's playing. The highlight reel is playing. Can you enjoy it? Can you still sit in that waterfall? Can you lay in that water that you've seen at the nine kilometer mark about 13 or 1200 meters of elevation? Can you still sit there and make it in that time? Can you enjoy and relax that on that summit, that peak and look out over the views knowing if 50% of that time use it to push? Use it to push, use it to connect, use it as a tool, use it as a grinding stone to be able to sharpen that sword. And on the way down, when your legs are so tired, you keep tripping and you keep catching your toes and you stub your toes again, you catch it on another tree root and you're questioning your mind whether or not you even have the tools and the resources left to be able to get your body out of here because you pushed it so hard, it doesn't feel like there's anything left. When you get down that ascent, when you descend down back to that traverse and you decide, you make the choice that you have to run at least 50% of this because the mediocrity of walking another six kilometers over a traverse is just monotony to me. So I push, I push, okay, catch up to those people, pass those people. You can't stop when you see those people coming at you. You have to at least get past those. Now you've got past those, you see some more people on the horizon, you run to them, you keep going, you keep getting across this bridge, you keep getting across this flat part. It's only three more kilometers, it's only two more kilometers, it's only another kilometer, you keep pushing. And you get out and you realize that it was about five hours and 40 minutes that you get this this whole round trip in. Maybe 5.45 and that was with your breaks and you look back and think you're like, I did it. This was the goal. This is what I did. This is what I set out for. And I allocated and I called upon all those resources, even from 200 years ago, to be able to fill my spirit to make sure that I accomplished my goal. That is what happened to me yesterday.